computer computer so <laughs> i realized it started recording oh my god computer what's the start to the podcast <laughs> welcome back to the podcast hope everyone is doing good as always i am back with laura we are back for another q a podcast we said we we're going to do these on a monthly basis and i don't think that quite happened has it i think it's been like what maybe two or three months i don't think we've done one since i've been here I don't think we've done one since you've been here. For the people who don't know where here is, Laura, where are you? Yeah. Where have, you moved to? have you moved to Dubai like all other fitness influencers? I mean, at least I've maybe get some sun. Um, but no, unfortunately not. I'm, I'm in Glasgow now. I live in Glasgow. I am Glaswegian, Luigi, as they say. Um, ah, so not only is this the first podcast with you as a Glaswegian or whatever, you just said, it's the first podcast where you're not on like, a shitty little tiny computer you've upgraded haven't you I have upgraded and you know what I'm actually kind of not really enjoying how good the camera is I'm like please don't like <laughs> yeah, it's too good it's too good yeah it's, it's too fun. good but but how much different does it feel when you go from like an, a little macbook screen to this literally I was doing my check-ins so I was at my sister's on Wednesday night so I was doing my Thursday check-ins at hers and like in, in my room there um which got like a desk and stuff and I was so obviously on my laptop because I'm not going to carry like this big monitor about with me and I was like this is horrible like yeah I don't like this <laughs> well, whenever I've taken it like on the train or like when I went to Dubai yeah. I was like squinting like how did I function on this for like two years like how Literally. the hell do you... oh it's such a game changer and I, I feel like an influence when you're like so Lucy where did you get your iMac from I was like well I got mine from very use Lucy 10 for discount I wish, I wish I could give you <laughs> Because thing is, with like an ten percent discount would go a long way. I got twenty percent off mine on Very. You got twenty percent off yours. I got twenty percent off it. It was like a, it was like one of the ones where it's like your first, like first order, and like there were certain things you couldn't get it on, but like I got it on this. What? No, like I was see twenty percent on an iMac is a lot of money. Yeah, it was a decent amount. I was like, oh, thank God, well, you because can, you can use because it wouldn't it wouldn't let me do like the pay it up like I had to pay for it all in full like I, I didn't have an option and I was like bloody hell like that's a lot of money and it was like 20% off I was like all right well you can use that 20% off towards my birthday present there we go mm, yeah <laughs> that's what I'll be doing <laughs> that's what, exactly what I thought so Q&A we've got questions from you guys from Instagram some anonymous because you're not brave enough to ask us it's okay um because you know that we'll probably go in on you if we if you get a question we don't like and yeah no we wouldn't do that we wouldn't do that but we respect the privacy respect people's um you know might want to ask things anonymously so I'm I'm going to go first with one that wasn't anonymous on Instagram if I can find I've had that many notifications through because I'm so like Instagram famous now just go on your story and like click on it that way yeah I could do I'm, I'm getting into I feel like I'm getting into famous like how my following is growing I think I've gained like 250 followers in like the last week so I feel like I could be you know pending could be pending a sponsorship soon right yeah 100% if only Facebook had that way because I've gained 40 I'm on 45k followers on Facebook that's freaking if that was Instagram I'd have a sponsorship by now I won't be having <laughs> to pay for my own supplements at this point hey ho. hey so first question I got was from Kelly which says what is the number one thing in your coaching which gets your clients results well, can I just say when people listen to us and implement what we ask them to implement? Like, yeah, you can really. I guess it is, it's implementation, isn't it? It's just action taking. Yeah. Implementation that gets results. Mm-hmm. It is that magic C word, isn't it? It's consistency. Consistency. Yeah. 100%. Like, 
because we can only do so much like we can give you the calories you need to be on to be in a deficit we can give you workouts step goals blah 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 whatever else but if you're not gonna like actually action those then you're not gonna get results yeah and I think as well with consistency it's consistency can kind of be there's a bit of a blurred line as to what it is like for us consistency isn't being 100% with every single tick box every single day it's mm-hmm. giving your best effort to what we ask of you every single day yeah. and not letting okay I had a I missed my steps today which means my week's ruined lead to then tomorrow being like well screw it, I'm not gonna do anything it's being able to be consistent with giving your best efforts every single day and that is what will lead to that long-term success like we don't ever expect anyone to show up to every check-in doing absolutely everything we don't but we expect people to at least given their best to every day because that is what's going to allow you to move forward into the next week. Yeah, 100%, because obviously, like like I say to my clients sometimes when they've maybe not been able to do their steps every day or they've maybe not managed to get all their workouts and like life happens, things get in the way and we can't help that. But as long as you're doing all that you can, then that's all we can ask. Like if you've had like a really busy week where you've been working like, I don't know, 10, 20 extra hours than you normally would, then yeah you might not be able to fit everything in that week but as long as you're you know if you can keep on top of your nutrition if you can keep on top of your steps and maybe just missing a workout like that's not gonna in the grand scheme of things it's not gonna have like a massive impact on you so and I think one thing that maybe we do a little bit differently or a little bit more of that helps with results is we never just look at things as face value of the training and nutrition but we look at the mindset and mentality as well and we help with clients with reformulating those thinking patterns because it is easy when you have come from like a place like slimming, because a lot of people come to us from like slimming world based backgrounds and places like that, where if they've gone to their slimming world, they've gained a pound, their consultant is trying to dig us to find us to where they've gone wrong. Whereas we, we don't do that. We're trying to help reframe thinking patterns to be like, right, well, if we have gained a pound this week, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. If it is something that maybe we could improve on, we always look at it as a positive rather than a negative of, well, you should have stuck to your calories. It's like, well, what can we do to try and make it easier to stick to your calories next week? Or if you have gained a pound to reframe those thinking patterns to know that that is not the end of the world. And there maybe is a lot of other markers of progress that we can still celebrate that is moving you closer towards that goal, which is going to help to remove the all or nothing thinking of, well, I've gained a pound, it's over. It's like, well, it's not over. It's not over at all. We dig a lot into that um mindset mentality thinking patterns as well as just the actual like calories training nutrition because a lot of people do need to undo those negative thinking patterns and way of thinking to move forward and I think that is something that's a game changer for us as well yeah absolutely and obviously like that one pound weight gain could come from anything like it doesn't necessarily mean that you've you know quote unquote cheated on your diet like you could be stressed. Have you slept well? Are you like, where are you at with your cycle? Um, have you been training like a good few days in a row? Inflammation from training, things like that. So yeah, it's just not taking that skill weight as like the be all and end all. Yeah, and it is, it is hard to, to break free from that when you have come from, especially some of the people we've got, like when I ask them on consult, consult, how long have you been dieting for? And like since I was 16 and they're in the 30s, 40s. That's yeah. a lot of years of being married to that number and having so much value on that number. It isn't mm-hmm. going to change overnight. And that is where it does take, we provide a lot of education on the scale and a lot of reframing of thinking patterns in order to shift that that belief about the scale. Because when you can break free from that and detach from it and 
what are you going to enjoy the process more because you're not just focused on this and I'm going down like no I'm going down you can actually really learn about it as well and actually be quite empowered by understanding your own scale weight and understanding your own body's fluctuations I actually think it's quite an empowering thing when you can be in that position like okay my scale jumped up to a pound and I know my scale always goes after a training day and it's like completely being neutral about it that's when you know you've reached a really good point with it we've gone off on a bit of a tangent there about scale weights but I think it's all right I I think it's relevant (laughs) like one question last 20 minutes (laughs) always and speaking of that then before we go off into a whole essay about why we get the rest results because we're the best uh do you want to answer a question as in I want to ask one ask as in yeah sorry I was like what do you have a question for me (laughs) well yeah I I do but I feel like we should try and take it in turn so you you can do the question I'll ask the question so I've got one what fitness fads can get in the bin all of them all of them yeah that was what I was thinking when I read the question I was like yeah all of them all of them anything that's a fatty approach can get in the bin quite frankly like if so, something fat, it's quite I mean, to actually define what actually is a fad, it's hard to actually define, but I'm going to Google what does fad, fad definition. You know what, like, the thing to remember is, like, all these sort of fad things, so, like, your diet clubs, your, like, keto, your um, intermittent fasting, like, everything like that, it all comes down to a calorie deficit. Every single one of these things mm-hmm. is, is putting you in a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, like, cut things out and do certain things. By definition, a fad, I've never found this quite interesting, an intense and widely shared enthusiasm for something, especially one that is short-lived, it's a craze. So it's like, a, you know, it's like a craze, it is a hype. And like Laura said quite rightly there, everything does the exact same job. It's just why make life harder for yourself? It's than just glamorizing it. And all of these if if you look at an approach and think wow that looks quite dramatic or it feels like it's a completely big shift to what you are doing now and you mentally know in your head you can't do this for life it's not going to live breed the the long-term success that you want and if you most people I'd say 95% of people who come to work with us want the long-term success I want to lose weight and I want to keep it off we occasionally will have the people where it is a shorter term thing but if it is long-term results you want you need to think long term so fads wise they can get in the bin because all they do as well is they just fuck people's relationship with the process and with their bodies and with the scale and with food because then people have these really high expectations of i should be losing weight really really quickly i need to do drastic extremes and it's it's hard to then move into something when when we when they first start with us very rarely is it very dramatically different what that we ask them to do and I think people sometimes think, well, how the fuck is this going to work? Because I, I'm not really doing anything. I'm not really changing much. But that's the point. It is a short-term gradual lifestyle change. And that's what yeah. leads to the long-term results rather than cutting out all carbs. Yes, because you're removing a food group, course, you lose weight. But what kind of life is that? Yeah. I'm all about that carb life. That's what I mean. It's stupid. Dreaming of my bullet oats I'm going to have after this. Yeah, man. I think I just... It just what I don't like about the industry is people capitalize on people's thinking. So like people now are very smart and they've realized, okay, everyone has very, very short-term, quick, instantaneous thinking because like the Amazon Primes and how instantaneous everything is in this world. You know, people who who own these diet companies have thought, right, cool, well, we can capitalize and leverage on that by thinking how can we get people really, really quick results and we're going to get buy-in from them. Whereas what makes me sad is the industry should be all about how can we really, really help and support people to make these lifelong standing changes to make people happier and healthier. 
And then obviously long-term that is going to reduce things like, you know, like the problems we have got with like obesity and health issues that are just naturally increasing. It's like, that should be the focus. How do we help more people to like, not or not in the first place, get to that point, you know, education, schools, but all these things require more money in long-term. Whereas I was like, nah, screw it. I just want to be a millionaire now. So I'm going to just try and do something that's going to get people quick results and get me quick money. Yeah. And that's kind of where the world's gone. And that is really sad. Yeah, it's pretty crap. Pretty depressing, really, isn't it? Yeah. What a world. What a world. Right, I'm going to go on my Naginali and I have to filter through um, the, you know, the, the, the stupid questions that are the, the app No, questions. you can turn that off. How do you turn that off? I can't remember, but I've done it. Settings. I feel like it's in the settings. Uh, no, I love messages off. Yeah, off. And then it stops sending them. Oh, okay. That's been a game changer. Yeah, because they're so annoying. Yeah, mum, they're really stupid. You look so like nobody can see you, but you look like you're so like focused on finding a no, really good No, I can't decide if some of them are the app or if some of them are genuine because it's like a fine line. I'll tell you, hit me with them. Well, this one, this one's definitely, this one is definitely um, not from the app. You have to give up one, you have to give one up forever, whey protein or cream and fries. Which Ooh. one are you giving up? Uh, mm, I'd probably give up cream and rice. And this is my reasoning, right? I can have oats instead. Mm. I go through phases with cream and rice where like, I'll have it all the time, but then I'll switch back to oats. Whereas whey I have every single day. You see, I'm going to answer this question and be quite sneaky because they've said whey protein. I actually don't eat whey protein at the moment. I use plant-based protein. Therefore, I'm happy to give the question. Therefore, I'm happy to give up whey protein because technically I pretty much have. So right, any form of protein then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um that is really, really hard actually. Because I do I do eat both pretty much every day and I really yeah, you love rice. It's actually really, really hard. Oh, I don't want to give up either. I'm probably, I'll probably say the same as you. I would probably say I'd give up cream of rice as hard as it would be because you can have like whey protein in um, oats and it's, it's nice enough, but I'm not happy about it. Put it that way. Okay. That's my, I'm like telling me that my screen time is really high. But, thanks, <laughs> thanks for reminding me. It's all work. That's what I say. It's all work. None of it's none of it's ever mindless scrolling. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, do you have a question, Laura? Would you like to answer my question? Right. So I'll actually have one more question because people are boring and don't ask me any questions. Yeah, um. So this one is from the app, but it's not from the app. It's from someone. Um. Advice on just getting started in business, accounts slash tax, etc. And I'm just going to throw this question straight to you because since I started with, well, working with Lucy, I have had nothing but issues trying to sort out my, like, getting my tax sorted. So anyone that can help me, please let me know because it has been an absolute bloody nightmare. Yeah, Laura's not had fun with it. I mean, getting started with this, all you really need to do is it's just literally get yourself registered as sole trader with HMRC, unless you're Laura and doesn't like you. Um, I personally, if you're starting and you're not really making that much money, um, you know, 
you know, a few hundred quid. That's where I first started. I was had an employed job and I was earning you know, a few, less than a grand from self-employed work. Just put 20% of your income away every single month. It's probably more than you're going to need, but you'd rather have that. And then I would just get an accountant to just do your end of year books. Like you don't need one on a monthly basis. I had one on a monthly basis. It was fucking pointless. Just pay 100, 200 quid for them to do your end of year returns. And that's it. And that's all you need to do. And then just keep track of all... I would do it on a weekly basis is what I've, and I'd still do it. I don't need to do it now because I have like apps and stuff. My accountant does it, but it's like anything that comes out that you could expend in your business, just like keep track of it in some sort of spreadsheet or I've I always used QuickBooks. I thought QuickBooks was brilliant because it syncs to your bank account. And then like every single thing that comes in and out of your bank, you can just decide for whether that's personal use or business use. And then it will actually almost semi-calculate your tax as well. So that's really good. Laura, do you use QuickBooks? no oh, i should have told you i think you should use quick yeah book. i think i should so do it's, that. it's really good i don't use it anymore because my accountant basically just looks through all my accounts and will just do that all for me and then but yes yeah, like i think it's like less than a tenner a month um and then literally every single thing that comes in and out of your bank account you can just say whether that is um personal or business use and then it'll just give you a natural and it's quite good because then you can see what you're estimated to pay in tax and make sure you put that away yeah no that sounds decent to be fair yeah, and then the obviously the more you then do it, and the more complicated it gets. Like I'm limited company now. Well, Lift Your Life is a limited company. I'm the director of Lift Your Life. Sounds so professional. Mm-hmm. Um, it does doesn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more complicated when you go limited, but you don't really need to think about going limited until you're earning. Uh, I don't want to throw a number out there because I'm not an accountant, but you know, if you if you're earning a good few couple of grand a month and it's growing, then I'd consider moving limited. But again, that's don't just got, don't fucking take tax advice from me like don't I've just done what I've been told <laughs> I'm getting started for me either so I'm just uh... yeah getting started with business just fucking get started like imperfect messy act and this is with everything like whether this is getting started on a fat loss journey getting started on a, a muscle building journey starting a business starting to post more content on social media imperfect messy action is always going to do you better than waiting to try and be perfect like starting a business oh, I'll wait till I feel like I know a little bit more or I'll wait till maybe I've got a couple of clients before announcing it or I'll wait till this like just do it because the first things you are going to do with everything are probably not going to be perfect first time you try to lose weight you're going to make mistakes first time you post a reel on Instagram it's probably going to be shit but the more you do it the more you're going to learn and be better so just dive feet in at the deep end, just go for it, just start doing what you need to do, knowing that it isn't going to be perfect, but it is that messy action that will then allow you to move forward. That was very motivational. I'm not even taking the test. I'm in like, the wrong job. I need a TED Talk, me. I swear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you need like a second podcast that's just you being like motivational and deep like all the time just literally speaking in yeah just yeah. Speaking, like, I, I could use that to be fair like, right, even, I'm ready let's go I won't even need to, I'd literally just be able to take like an extract from like a check-in because I swear there's at least one check-in every single week where I just go on this massive deep tangent and after like I'm really sorry <laughs> that's like 20 I mean, that was 20 minutes but you know it's like... <laughs> but if you're not fucking inspired to get results next week I don't know what else I can do for you um well I'd love to do a TED talk you know and that would be like that is like kind of like a bit of a like mini life goal mm. like I would absolutely love to get into more public speaking it's uh, something that I do really want to do like later down the line and to be able to speak somewhere quite prestigious like maybe a TED talk or I don't know some somewhere where there's some important people that would be really cool 
that's okay. a bit of an ambition i'll come and watch you yeah because i'm already starting to get a few things like i've spoke i spoke at the um the ot which if you don't know what that is that's the business mentorship that i'm a part of um mm-hmm. i spoke at their event in january i'm speaking at their event next week as well that has reminded me i need to bloody get my um little presentation together because i'm literally speaking a week today and haven't done it yet it's okay that I'm is speaking. not like you <laughs> i work well under pressure i'll do it the night before uh, it's, it's fine I've got, I'm speaking at an event in September, um, which is going to be really, really good. Um, I can't remember what I'm talking about, but again, I've got time to plan that one. But I'd love to do like something really big. Can you imagine me like doing a TED Talk? Like, I something. could, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I manifest it happening. I'll put it on my uh, my vision whiteboard for maybe not for July. I'm a bit busy in July and August. I, I got things to do, you know. You know, I've got things to do like every month. So maybe... There's no right time, Lucy. There's no right time. Maybe by, maybe at some point next year. Mm. I'd like to say it's like by the end of 2024. That is next year, isn't it? Who even knows now? I think it is. That would be really cool. So even like things like, you know, like FitX and places like that, where they have people speaking. To have been invited to speak at something like that. That's a mini goal that I'd love to have. Yeah. Well, yeah, you should definitely do that. Because then that'll give me an excuse to go watch another show, so. Well, birds one stone. if you're listening to this, let me speak at your next expo. Thank you. <laughs> um, thank you. I, I think they'll definitely be listening. I mean, Obviously, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Right? Shall I get another? Is it? Did you? You want that was yours, wasn't it? Yes. About and that's all I have. So now this is just on you. Okay, that's kind. That's cool. Um. Oh, interesting question. How do you both promote body positivity? I, I I don't quite get the question. Like I think what I'm trying to get at is how do we on social media not just promote like you have to be super lean and just being like, you know, compassionate about your body. And I think to be honest, the way we do that is just with our message generally, because we are our meth our methods and coaching is and we will explicitly say this to people, we explicitly say in our content is about confidence. We never say what confidence is. We never say, okay, we want our client, you know, our, our client is amazing. They lost 20 pounds and lost three dress sizes and that's why they're happy. It's like, no, they're confident because they've proved themselves that they can do it. They've mm-hmm. proved themselves that they can get to a body place where they are confident. They have managed to lose that weight and keep it off for the first time. And like none of our clients are shredded lean. Our clients are all of different body sizes. They start at different points. They're finishing at different points. And everyone's version of confident and happy in their body is different for every single person. Yeah. And we do show that. Do you know what I mean? Like every single client, every single result, it doesn't matter what stage they're in the journey, whether they're two weeks in and in two weeks, they've maybe lost a couple of pounds, but already feel confident enough to, to you know, wear shorts or whatever. That's huge. And we're going to celebrate that just as much as someone who's managed to lose three four stone do you know what I mean doesn't yeah. it doesn't make it it's the confidence wins over that's everything else because that's yeah. the shit but like we share a lot of yeah and I try and document like we document us at every stage of our journey on socials mm-hmm. as well like I could easily just share all of the old pictures that I have of me being like well, apparently I was never shredded according to the shit that I'm getting on Insta- Facebook. <laughs> One of my Facebook videos, by the way, guys, has gone a little bit viral. I'm like over half a million views, which is insane. Again, where's my fucking sponsorship? But hey ho. I like the comments on that are just absolutely nuts. Like people being like, because I was talking about how the video is all about like why I was saying like you don't, you know, being super lean, I wasn't my happiest. And I guess that's another way that I'm promoting body positivity by saying that. 
and be like, oh, you were never shredded. And I was like, well, I was very fucking lean, very, very lean. And that's not the point. But the point is, yeah, <laughs> I could just put all of those pictures on socials because when I was that lean and putting that out there, my engagement was higher. Yeah. It was. Like, my videos got more views, my pictures got more likes, everything got more. And I could be like, well, okay, I could use that to my advantage, you know, to get more followers, to get more people engaging with my content. I could do that. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're getting out there because I don't want people to think that that is what you should strive for. Because yeah. I will be completely honest and say, at that point, I probably actually was more body conscious and checked my body more than I do now because I was so hyper-focused on my physique. So I don't think it actually made me... Yes, I was more confident in that I was, like, flexing in the mirror, like, look at that tricep. But in terms of... Yeah, you still do that now. Yeah, I do, to be fair. (laughs) But it didn't make me feel any better because I was almost more body conscious. So I actually think it was probably more mentally negative than positive being, being that, being at that position. Yeah. So that's why I don't share it. I think we we share, like, so I did a post like last night, didn't I saying like, you know, I don't like yeah. this whole, you have to in a bigger body size or a curvy body, embrace it. Embrace means, you know, it's probably deviating from what you should be doing and you should be okay with that. Well, no, you aren't deviating from fucking anything. It's not mm-hmm. about embracing it. It's just about being fucking owning body that you're in if you're happy comfortable confident here don't fucking embrace it just own it yeah I think like you say it's it would be so easy for us to just share like shit photos constantly like all the time and Mm. that's it but I think especially as coaches as well like it's important for us to share as you said like every part of our journey like Mm -hmm. we're not always going to be dieting and nobody should always be dieting so we want to share that like it's normal to, you know, want to actually purposely, you know, gain a little bit of weight in order to build muscle if that's what your goal is. Like, you don't have to be striving for this, like, tiny body that, like, as you experienced, you're not necessarily going to be much happier in any way. No. And as well, with everything that I'm going through at the moment as well, like, I will know there will be other women out there who are struggling with, health-based issues whether it is thyroid whether it is hormones whatever food relationships who are finding their journey to being better in terms of health or whatever hard because of this pressure to be smaller and I know myself firsthand that it is it that is probably one of the biggest challenges that I'm facing with my journey with it is that pressure to be smaller and so for me like it's important that I don't actively put anything out there that is that you know could be that pressure on people and think that they need to be that because I don't want anyone else to be in the position I'm in like being so many years down the line without menstrual cycle or you know people having relationship issues with food because of it so I think I think body positivity is hard it's it's a spectrum isn't it you've got people who are just like hardcore bodybuilder and then you've got these like you know the airy fairy like in self-love and I think there is like a fine line with it as well like mm-hmm. I don't think it's a problem to want to change your body I yeah. think that is absolutely not nothing wrong with it mm-hmm. but I also think that you don't want that to become your entire life and mm-hmm. be like I'm going to be happy at x because like we've both experienced, you aren't necessarily any happier or more confident there. It's mm-hmm. the journey that gets you feeling confident, that journey of 
oh my god I've achieved something oh my god I've worked so hard for it oh my god I've actually been on stage something and feel stronger in the gym that's what makes you feel good yeah 100 percent. yeah 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 <laughs> I think we've again gone on a bit bit of a baby tangent on that one that's all right that's all right that's okay that is okay yeah that is okay let me find another question it is absolutely chucking it down here by the way um it's gray here but we're not actually um we're not actually raining just yet, but yeah, we're a bit southerner, so I will probably just a, bit. just a little bit, just a little bit. Cool. Um, random one it says, but what music do you both listen to in the gym? Oh, I'm like heavy music in the gym. I, like- have, like, I, I need to have like somebody screaming at me in music <laughs> form to, to be like smashing out those TVs. Is it like yeah. metal heavy? Yeah, like not all songs, but like. Like they're all sort of like rocky, and then there's like certain songs that I'm like, if if I if I'm if I know like I'm gonna find something like a bit tough, and I need that extra bit, extra something just to like push me through it. You know, it's it's gonna be like a heavy song. Yeah, back when I was actually like pushing myself more in the gym, um, I was quite the same. So I listened to quite a lot of sort of angry, um, like heavy metal. Listen to um, like hard style. I'd often listen to like dramatic film music that was very emotional and be like, imagining I'm in like gladiators. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was a bit crazy. But obviously now <laughs> the way I train is completely different. So I don't train to failure anymore. Um, I'm only training three days a week. My intention with training is not to be progressing. It's just to maintain. It's for health, mental and physical. So I just listen to whatever makes me feel happy that day because that's why I'm in the gym. So sometimes that is, I like a bit of rock music. Sometimes it's that. Sometimes it is like really cheesy girl band stuff. Like, steps and girls aloud sometimes it's just like a dance edm mix like i don't really have a style anymore because i'm just i'm just putting on what makes me happy because that's why i'm going to the gym now yeah changes all the time but yeah just whatever makes me happy makes me happy happiness is i do i was listening to the um our um, team playlist so just for context um i don't know that playlist stresses me out yeah, so I think it was originally just for the shoe girls. I think originally it started as someone, was it Karen who made it? It's Karen made it, I think. Yeah, Karen. We love you, Karen. Uh, Karen made a playlist um, for the shoot girls because we got our team shoot in two weeks, two weeks today, isn't it? Two weeks today, yeah. Um, so I think it was originally meant to be like a hype up playlist for like the girls to feel like really boss ass. And then she then posted it into the team chat and it's a collaborative playlist. So anyone can add to the playlist. So I think like, there's a lot, I think about 30, 40 of us have collaborated. There's a lot of people that have collaborated, most of the client base, I would say, at least 50% have collaborated or added something, I'm sure. Yeah. But because everyone has collaborated on it, the variety of music in there is absolutely wild. That's why it stresses me out. <laughs> it's hilarious. I listen to it on shuffle sometimes in the car and some of the music choice, because right, the whole point is it's a hype up playlist. Like it's a hype up in the gym, hype up for just feeling boss ass. But some of them, I'm like, this is not hype up. Like, I feel like I need to find out bit sad. I need to find out who's, because the thing is, I figured you can actually see who's posted it. Yeah, it tells you who's added songs. And I want to go back through and find when the song comes on and see who added this, because I think we need to have a bit of a chat. I don't this think- is not going to hype you up. This is going to make you cry. Yeah. And cry in my Yeah, and it's just quite funny as well, like, because of the generational changes. So then like some people's hype up is like Tina Turner, whereas some people hype up's like fucking RuPaul. And it's like, I can tell you're in your twenties. You're definitely probably more in your thirties without being ageist. But it is really funny. Like looking at the different. Yeah, it's mad. 
it's hilarious we love you guys you do make me you do worry me um always yeah you you do you do make me laugh you do make me laugh okay next question so i'll get my niggle up niggle niggle not gonna lie um do you feel like you need to stick to the 80 20 rule every single day no i guess it yeah like it depends who you're asking and depends what your goals are like right. someone that's more life like more than lifestyle then maybe but if you're like slowly a lifestyle client then there is leeway there like you don't have to be 100% every day no I would say that I well, the 80 20 like I don't like to see 80 20 as a daily as it, it's, a, it's a daily sort of benchmark but I'd say it's more of a, a life thing rather than a, a, like um, a day thing because there's going to be some days right where you don't have that balance at all for whatever reason so let's imagine you've you know you've been out for the day more so you've had to grab and go things or you've had meals out or christmas day for example well those days aren't going to be 80 20 but you might have one day where it's just like health city where you just feel like you know you just have loads of salads and fruits and veggies and you like, i don't want anything like health and yeah. that's absolutely fine too i think i like the 80 20 as a, just like as a good mental framework so i think when you have like a number i think it's just more like a general guideline that's it it's a guideline because when people don't really understand the whole like whole food versus processed food thing because naturally in society now processed food is more readily available like mm-hmm. most people if you look at the majority of people's diet like how many people in a natural normal like a normal human diet have more processed foods and when you actually look at how many plant-based sort of healthy foods are in their diet it's very minimal whereas that's what we should really be eating more of just for purely health reasons that's what our body has been designed to eat and process that's where the nutrients are that our body needs to thrive and do what it needs to do and we just don't eat like society doesn't eat like that anymore for whatever reason it shifted so when you're coming away from this societal norm way of eating into this it is almost abnormal but it's what we should be having from a health perspective it is it's hard to comprehend so to have a benchmark of roughly 80% this, roughly 20% this is, is good, isn't it? Because it gives you that clarity of, well, that's the kind of balance I should be sort of having. But I don't even like to use the word should because it's like, well, you should be doing this. It's That's the balance I want to strive to aim to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think, and I, I just said, like, some days are totally different. Like, some days you might be more 50-50. Just depending on what is going on in that day and what you've got to do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like you have to be, like meticulously planning out your every single day to make sure that you're you know only having like 20 percent of quote-unquote bad foods or not as good foods less nutrient dense foods less nutrient dense foods just foods that you enjoy that yes maybe don't have the vitamins and minerals that your body thrives off but guess what food is so much more than fuel food is mental it's emotional it's social it's relational it's got so it's much meant more to be enjoyed it's meant to be enjoyed it is meant to be enjoyed absolutely and like the best diet that you Best diet in the world is always the one that you are going to be able to stick to. Yeah. Reet. Reet. Yeah. Reet. So, yeah, I don't, like, think you need to do it every single day. I just think as long as you are getting into those habits of really starting to base more of your diet around plant-based foods, whole foods, because that is what your body should be having. to. to it needs those nutrients to thrive and be its best. Don't stress about it being on a day-to-day basis, but just think of it as, like, an overarching an overarching way of eating 
And it's just mm-hmm. getting into those habits, isn't it, as well? Because if you start, the, when you first start and you first start to really think about 80-20, over time, you don't think about it, do you? Like, I don't think now, oh, is 80% of my diet this? You don't because you've just got mm-hmm. used to having more plant-based foods or whole food, animal-based foods, and then being able to naturally just incorporate that flexibility on that database is because that's become your norm now. Yeah, absolutely. Don't you think it's mad to think how it's mad to think that any I used to eat in a different way? Do you ever think that? Sometimes, like generally, sometimes I'll think back to how I used to eat and like I feel a bit disgusted and old me. So do I. That's Laura. I'm just like, mate, are you okay? <laughs> okay. Why don't can you um can you can you give an example of like a really bad full day of eating? Not a bad. Oh, uh... a full day of eating before you do the whole fitness life. Oh, let me think. I can't think of like exact examples, but so maybe having like so say it's say a weekend, right? Some sort of breakfast roll for breakfast, whether that's like sausage, bacon, whatever, which is fine to have. But then lunch, <laughs> lunch, lunch would really depend. I can't really remember what I used to have for lunch, to be honest. I'd maybe like make a sandwich or like have like a toasty or um, or, you know what I used to really like I, I don't know if everyone calls it this but eggy bread where you like dip your bread in egg oh, and like fry it yeah. and like shit in oil and then like dinner like pizza for dinner and then I'd, I'd snack on like sheer bags of chocolate like my eating was horrendous and like you don't but you don't realize until you at like you know start to build those better habits and actually like think about what are you actually putting into your body you don't realize and then like you do what I do and you like think back and you're like mm. hey, like no wonder that, you were, that was like, your norm you don't realize it and- was yeah like it was and it is normal to just eat that kind of food now and you are seen as this is why people find it challenging as well because you're seen as the abnormal one for doing it like I was speaking to a client yesterday yeah. like the office cake culture is fucking horrendous in this country yeah it's, it's I love cake I think cake's brilliant but the culture of there's always cake in the office and there's always cake on Fridays is it is a problem I think and it creates a lot of pressure so one of my clients messaged me like loose I'm in the office today and like oh my god the work you know there's so much cake around it's I'm finding this really mentally challenging because it's everywhere and then people look asking why don't you want any Mm -hmm. and like it's all what I actually said to her was like well don't say yourself you can't have it just tell yourself you're choosing not to have it because you're putting your values first. And I think that's that's a bit of a game-changing mind shift if any of you are in the office. Yeah. You can have that cake, right? If you want that cake, you can have it. But you're the one in control. You're just choosing not to because mm. it doesn't align with what you want to do right now. Like, nothing to say you can't. Because I think when you tell yourself you can't, you want it more. Like, oh, yeah. I wanted more. You can, of course, you can have it. Go have it. But why aren't you going and having it? Because you 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 put in your values base first. Right now, your value is health or your value is fat loss. And it's just reminding yourself of that tangent again. But yeah, the culture is that you do just eat shit and that's it. Let me think of a really bad, when I was at my worst. Um, so oh, so um, I used to have breakfast at home. So that would always be like, this is like when it was really bad. So I'd have breakfast, I'd have a bowl of cereal. So it'd be some sort of usually probably processed cereal, like sugar puffs, cocoa puffs, something like that. Then I'd have some toast with like Nutella or... Oh my God, toast and Nutella. Yeah, that was a big one for me. Oh, like butter. Then I'd go to school and then you could buy toast from school for like 25p. So I'd always buy that literally as soon as I got that, even though I'd already had breakfast. And it was really bad. Like, you know, when like the, the butter is actually seeping through like the, the, the napkin. Yeah. 
that was that. And then at, like my lunch break at school, you have a break at school. So that would always be like my bag of crisps or um, my um, like cereal bar. And I'd probably usually bin my fruit. So school lunches, like we would literally go to like, so we had like a high street just down the road from our high school where we could go at lunch and we'd go to like the chippy, the Chinese, like oh, yeah, I went to the chip shop. everything. Yeah. Then yeah. on my main bit of lunch, it'd be like the sandwich over the crisp or biscuit I didn't eat sometimes I wouldn't have the fruit usually wouldn't really bad I know then I'd come home and we'd have dinner and dinner's always varied and to be fair my family did cook you know there was occasionally quite good meals like stir fries or we'd have like Mexican or curries but sometimes it would be pizza or like fish fingers chips and stuff like that and then I'd always have I used to really like yogurt so I'd always have like a muller yogurt you know muller toffee toffee yogurt that's quite good oh yeah yeah you'd all have one of those and then evenings yeah if I wasn't out because I did actually do quite a lot of extracurriculum activities when I was younger so I'd be out a lot on an evening doing like like dance and performing arts but then if I wasn't doing that I'd like, I used to just like literally sometimes get like you know like bowls you know, like full of granola and just eat it toast and Nutella it was just yeah not good mad looking back at not good broth not good and that's not saying that those foods are bad but it's just that way of eating it's so unhealthy and no wonder I just didn't feel good yeah see see if I like have a day if I'm like like going I don't I don't know like I would say have a takeaway but I tend not to really have takeaways like I don't actually know the last time I had a takeaway but if I was to have like a chippy for example like I would feel like terrible after it and I'm like was it even worth it? And see, if you know what makes it worse, if it's actually a really shite chippy. Yeah, so it's tasty. You need to try like a new one. You like, you've paid money, you feel like shit, you've eaten shit. This is like a complete... So we have literally from my window, I can see the chippy here, right? And when we first moved in, it smelled incredible. So like one night we're like, shall we get a chippy? And we got it and it was crap. But I was quite glad because see if it had been amazing, I'd be like, shall we get a chippy? <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was crap. But yeah, like it, it just like now if I eat like I, I very nearly said eat bad there, but that's not what I mean. I just mean if I'm eating sort of like more processed foods than that, like I do feel bad. Like mm-hmm. not bad that I've ate it, but like I feel bad in the sense that like I feel sluggish and like not really got much energy, and I just want to like lie about. Whereas when you are sort of like having more of that like nutrient dense like 80% food then you you do feel better for it but then you don't actually know that until you start doing it because you've got to actually do it to it's, be it's a normal feeling like if you're used yeah. to having you know yeah 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 okay should go for one last one yeah why not why not cool um there's a lot of hype about supplements at the moment what supplements do you think people should be having and what do you think has become overrated i think we've already answered some of that too far overrated and overhyped but i think it's worth answering again to be honest nothing is like necessary unless it's like prescribed i would say like yeah you don't necessarily need it like supplements are what they say like it's to supplement your diet so you want to look at that first and then if you're not getting certain things from your diet then you can maybe look to supplementation but yeah so like you said supplement is meant to be there when you reach that point where you you're not able to do it from your own lifestyle means or with what's available to your dietary to then be like right okay let's 
let's implement and add this in mm-hmm. I think a lot of people now the problem is because it has become such like a big thing and almost like especially in fitness quite trendy which is good like you know it's, it's yeah. good paying attention to it but people will then want to jump into a supplement before they want to do again it's that quick fix thing isn't it right let's see if I can supplement this um mm-hmm. rather than actually go well what can I do in my lifestyle to better it so like, I don't know if you get it in your check-ins, but I'll have it quite a lot. Like, oh, sleep's not been good. I mean, what sleep supplements do you recommend? I'm like, well, before we look into your sleep supplements, let's just look at your sleep hygiene practices. Let's look at your wind down routine. You know, are you scrolling TikTok till like, before you go to bed? Yeah, right, yeah, fuck supplements. Let's get off TikTok. Um, you know, is your room dark and cold? No, I've got like, you know, sunlight's through. Right, okay, so let's try and get some blackout blinds. Um, what are you eating really really close to bed you're having a really really heavy meal and i'm jumping into bed okay that could be a problem or you're not eating like six hours before you go to bed okay well that's not going to help with sleep either Mm -hmm. so it's looking at what you can do from a lifestyle or dietary practice first before you then put the the supplement in i think that's where people go wrong yeah i also think a lot of people want supplements that are going to you get some sort of gratification from so whether that is like a pre-workout you feel it or maybe like it's like something where you can have like a nice taste of it. People don't actually want the boring ones that you feel you don't feel anything from. You're not going to feel better tomorrow or taste anything. But yeah. they're usually the ones that are actually going to have the bigger impacts. Like omega free fish oil, right? They are a pain in the ass because you have to have three massive fuck off tablets that are huge. Not the most pleasant experience. I hate taking tablets. You don't feel anything from it. You know, like, ooh, I can feel this hormonal and eye and brain health optimization kicking in, but it is happening because it's an essential fatty acid the body needs. Yeah. Whereas like um, like something like an EAA where, yes, you can't feel the benefits of muscle protein synthesis happening, but because it tastes nice, there's like a benefit to it, an instant one. Or like a pre-workout, you get the, ooh, I'm feeling it's a bit more buzzing, you know? Yeah, it um, tingles. It tingles or the energy, the focus it's usually the boring ones without any sort of gratification that people don't want to, that don't people don't bother with, but they're usually the ones that people can actually benefit from more from an overall health perspective, like your vitamin D, um, your vitamin C, um, magnesium, omega-3. So that's, that's mine. You what? All the boring ones. All the boring, boring ones. Yeah. And then it is like, again, when people then do want to implement things, just make sure you've done everything first from what you can do naturally before you spend your money on it. So things like I've had a lot of questions about, do you know, do you think I need some sort of digestive supplement? And it's like, well, your fiber's in the gutter. So probably not. We could look into your fiber first. Or are you actually eating mindfully or are you eating whilst also scrolling TikTok and not even thinking about it? And it's gone in seconds. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of my not issue with it. But I think this is where people are going wrong now is they're trying to supplement everything before actually thinking what can I actually do myself to yeah. improve this for me? No, hundred percent. Don't worry, I like supplements. I, you know, I think they're brilliant. I think, and yeah. I do think they're fun at times. Yeah. I know I've got literally a supplement shop in my cupboard. Um, but that—that's what I would say with a lot of people. Yeah, agreed. It's again the quick fix thing, isn't it? It's like you know, can I do this quickly with a supplement? Well, no. <laughs> no, you can't. I save yeah. you fucking money, like you know. It's one of these supplements. Oh, like, expensive. It's not a cheap game. Like the amount, if I actually tell, if I had to buy every single supplement that I use in one go. You'd be scared. I think it would actually be the equivalent of a, a fucking mortgage or rent. Like I'm not even kidding. It's mental. But that's because a lot of the things I know 
are going to benefit me after like the hormonal and some some are some are just choice but some are necessary for where i'm at that's okay yeah and on that note i think we should leave it here do you wrap it up here wrap it up right here i agree i agree i've got so much shit to do today it's fun sat- wild saturday in my world what are you doing what's the rest of your day looking like laura well i have already been to do my cardio excellent um so i need to go to the gym and i've got upper today very nice got a few little client bits and bobs to do but apart from that yeah so i've got um new client program i've got all my content to sort for next week so i was like to do a week in advance um i've got my july vision board to write up so i always do my vision for the month what do i want to achieve like what things do i want to focus on um what things maybe could we look internally to do to improve the business so i need to write that up because it's still on june um but you know what's really interesting you know how i was, I was having a moan at you wasn't a laura about this month like it's been yeah. this not gone the way i planned to be fair the actual one of the targets we haven't hit but two of the ones we actually have so it's actually not been bad it's been it's been good someone's it's been very good oh my god you know what i actually found and uh, let's just share it on the podcast i meant to send you it the other day and i totally forgot i took a screenshot and everything oh there you forget um, let me find it oh, bear with you. me oh well right. always find oh okay if you found it well sorry so on the 3rd of january right i made a list in my phone of like some goals for the year yep on the 3rd of january yep um and one of those goals was become a full-time coach oh smashed it smashed it it. yes and just to wrap up with what else i'm doing today i will be going to the gym myself i actually have a new training program because um I'm really struggling with my current one because of my gammy knee. Yeah. So we're trying to work around it a little bit more. So a new split. So today I have got a glute and delt day. So that's what I'll be doing today. Oh, nice. That sounds nice. Very basic bitch, isn't it? Hmm. Very. I love, love a good delt day though. Yeah. And so on that note, we're going to crack on with our day. I hope you've enjoyed our little Q&A and we will, we will be doing one again within the next month. That at you some can, point. yeah, at some <laughs> point we say this probably October before we do our next one, but we'll try not to. And yeah, we'll catch you on next week's episode.